and they deserve, you know, right. so much more. So I hope that this is a springboard for a lot of these companies to be able to grow and get, you know, some more visibility because now that they can say that they are a Google um, startup founder Found. recipient yeah. or, uh-huh. or something yeah. like that, they can add that to their deck and it's like, oh, well, if Google is investing them, then maybe I need to right. invest in them too. Let's take a closer look. You're listening to the Snob OS podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Hey, this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And you're listening and or watching the Snob OS Show, where we talk all things Apple and then some. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back for another week of the Snob OS Show, whether you're listening or whether you're watching. We also want to start off by thanking our Patreons for their support. And you too can become a patron uh, for as little as $5 a month. You'll get access to our live taping, access to our pre-show, and also access to our Discord chat. And this week, we want to welcome into the Snobbist family, MJ Jenkins, our latest Snob OS Patreon. So welcome, sir. And we are happy to have you here. (laughs) Definitely thank you for your support. All right. So let's get down to it. Uh, Let's start with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. Some pretty big news this week on the Apple front. On, what was it, yet no Monday. Yesterday. Yesterday, was it yesterday? Yeah, because I think it was yesterday. yesterday. Apple finally announced the long-awaited October event so on tuesday october 13th at 1 p.m eastern time we are expecting the latest installment of the iphone they've titled this um this uh this event as high speed so we will see what all that incorporates i'm assuming a 5g iphone because 5g gives us faster speeds so mm-hmm. so that's pretty much definitely we think is on tap for the announcement um the new 5g iphone 12 likely iphone 12 iphone 12 what pro iphone 12 max iphone 12 max pro so we'll see what uh sort of iterations we'll get. We This has been rumored for quite a while. We've seen different types of mock-ups. We've seen different um, different uh, people coming in with what they are expecting the iPhone 12 to look like. Um, we'll include it in the show notes, but um, we'll definitely include the link of where you can watch the announcement. Of course, you can always watch it um, on any uh, Apple device, and you can also watch it on um, on YouTube. So if you definitely, if you go to the Apple website, um, you know you can uh, get the links there. And we'll talk a little bit more about um, Apple's announcement in the hookup because similar to what they did for the last event, they kind of did a little something special for for this one as well, as far as uh, as far as uh, AR. So 
that will be pretty cool um, to see as well. So with that being said, other than the iPhone, um, do you think we're going to get anything else? Uh, most likely, uh, we'll probably get a some sort of new version of the AirPods. You know, we've always hinted at the AirPods Studio, the over-the-ear uh, headphones that Apple uh, will be releasing, you know, to kind of uh, piggyback on or, you know, add the Apple branding to the Beats uh, line that they own uh, so much so that I'm kind of I'm kind of upset at Apple. Okay. Um, since Apple doesn't like competition in their stores, mm -hmm. they have decided for whatever reason, well, not for whatever reason, we know why. We know why. They don't like competition in their stores. <laughs> and they're about to release a competing product. So right, no need right. for the so, other folks. Right. So they have, uh, if you went to the online store and you normally shop for products like Sonos, which is why I'm upset because I'm a fan of Sonos. Uh, if you're a fan of Bose, if you're a fan of, fan of Logitech, Apple has pulled all of those audio products from their online store. So that leads us to believe that Apple is going to come out with a new version of the AirPod Studio, the over-the-air headphones. They may even announce a smaller version of the HomePod, which was their uh, home speaker that had that could um, powered by Siri. So you could use, you know, call out the Siri, play music. You could use it to control functions of your HomeKit home. So their role, the, the idea is that since they are discontinuing purchase selling third-party audio equipment on their site, that they're going to roll out their own products as well. So in addition to iPhone 12, I plan on, I would like to see a, you know, over-the-air headphones. I'm not really sold on the HomePods because, again, I'm a Sonos guy, but I guess that means I got to go elsewhere to buy my Sonos products if Apple isn't sure. Sounds like, I don't know, it's... Does it tell you that they're not really sure of their products if they have to lop off the competition from selling it? I can I I get it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, you know, that's kind of petty. I mean, you tell me. Well, it is kind of petty, but I think at the same time, if you think of it, um, would Apple sell Androids in their stores? Android is their direct competition. So would they sell no, they Android phone, phones in their store? No, they, they would not. Absolutely not. Uh, good counterpoint. Um, yeah, I, I guess not. But if you're going to do it, then do it. Don't do it. and then Because of. And then not do it, right? Yeah. I can see you never carrying Sonos or never carrying, you know, Logitech or never carrying, you know, some of the other bows, right? But to, to do it and then be like, eh, no, nah, we don't want that no more. You know, it kind of goes to the apples you know uh what's the word snobbishness which mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the name of the show right yeah. but i, I honestly right. i get it i get why they are are pulling it. it it makes sense i mean they don't want that direct competition they don't want to have to have their product next to you know someone else's yeah, who's who's been out there longer this is brand new so you know they want right. to get the extra money so if someone comes in for some over the ears they want you to, of course, pick the Apple product, but if you've had several iterations of Bose and you know that you like Bose, then you're like, well, I'm gonna go right. with what I know. So they're pretty much kind of taking the, the temptation away. And one of the other things, right. um, as it relates to taking, you know, pulling these competitor products, um, Sonos' stock 
took a, a really put, took a pretty big hit, right? Based on the well, removal. Two percent, well, uh, I think, is what I heard, which doesn't sound like a lot. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, major companies who billions of dollars, two percent of a billion investors. dollars is still a lot of money. Right. Right. They they re re rely on investor dollars to make them look good. You know, 3% doesn't sound like a lot, but when you put that in terms of a company that relies on the stock market, that's a lot of money, right? Yeah. So we'll see how they bounce back. I'm pretty sure they will bounce back. Uh, Sonos, particularly, um, is a slow-moving company on the stock market. So, you know, yeah, this, this they'll take a hit right now, but, you know, that like the, you know, like I'm learning in the stock market, you know, buy, they say buy the dips, Mm -hmm. So when a company, you know, goes down for whatever reason, like, for example, not to derail the conversation, but I'm going to derail the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when uh, the president announced that he was holding off or uh, uh, suggesting to the, you know, Republicans to stop conversations for the stimulus until he gets elected and then he'll push forward with this executive order thing. Stock market took a dump, uh, yep. took a hit. Right? It took Yesterday a nice hit, yeah. But then turn right back around, and if you were smart, as soon as the stock market dropped, which to correlate this back to Sonos, when uh, Apple announced that you know they're going to pull Sonos and Bose and Logitech from their stores, and the stock market nosedive, now would be the time if you're a betting man to invest in Sonos because when it comes back up you'll make your money back and then some. some so yeah. even though this is a, right so even though this is a it looks like a hit it'll come back because Sonos is a a quality company and they're here to stay they're only going to announce more and more products and those products are still going to be connected to Apple Music you know and so when this whole experiment with the HomePod Apple will welcome them back yeah. <laughs> and they'll come back and they'll still stay connected to Apple music services. And that's how that's what I currently use to play music throughout the house. I open up Apple music, push it to my Sonos products, and then that's how I get music. So I don't think that's going to stop. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I said, you know, and uh, also, I'm sorry, this goes to show that I as a company, you shouldn't put all your stock in Apple. Right. Uh Sonos sells at Best Buy, they sell on Amazon, they sell at all these other stores. You know, luckily Apple and Bose, I'm sorry, Sonos and Bose and Logitech are big enough to where if Apple removing them from their stores is not going to tank their entire business. It doesn't take their and knees out from them. Yeah. Exactly. There are some businesses like these app developers to where if Apple decided for whatever reason we're not going to have your app in our store, that could tank your whole entire business. And, you know, we don't have this story in our lineup, but, you know, uh, the the Democrats have put forth this big antitrust thing. Oh, what's in there? These major tech companies. Oh, what's oh, in there? Okay. Yeah, right. it's in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah, I see it. So we'll, we'll talk about that later. So, yeah, <laughs> keep it moving. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Yep, and yeah. I looked, and the, we'll include the link in the show notes, but there is an article uh, from CNBC that does confirm it fell more than 2%. Um, so, oh, it has. Okay. Yeah. So last time I looked at it, it was two percent. So maybe. Yeah. So again, to me, that says okay. Now it's time to put some money in something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So other than the over-the-ear AirPods, there's rumor that we may finally see AirTags. 
um, which right. is a Bluetooth tracking little circular. Oh, oh duh. We can we can share. Show it. So let's we're let's moving see. on up. So <laughs> why you're doing that, right? So one of the the super sleuths of the tech journalists were trying to decipher the Apple AR thing with the the the, the picture. And one of the things that they said in the picture was the fact that, you know, the, the circles for the mm. uh, in the actual event um, look like the app, the air tags because they're supposed to be similar in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's what the circles. Yeah, I'm showing the image now. Tags, so. Yeah. So it's kind of like radiating circles. And it makes sense. There's one circle with an Apple logo in it and then it circles radiating out, simulating like Bluetooth type connection. So I can see it. I can see it. Right. I could see it. And this is the image of what the AirTags would, would look like. They're just like little circular little discs, of course, Apple branded. So so we'll see. Um, see what we'll get. So I guess my question to you is, uh, are you in the in the in the uh, are you shopping for a new iPhone? And if so, which one of these phones are you going to get? Because the word is they're going to have four phones unlike previous years where they've had like one or two you know they've got the or the three rather they've got the three this year they got the 12 they've got the 12 pro and they've got the 12 pro max but now they also have this 12 mini so it's going to be a 5.4 inch which is the smaller more inexpensive one mm-hmm. and then they're going to have two 6.1s the regular iphone 12 and then the iphone 12 pro and then they're going to have the largest one at, I want to say, 6.7, yep, 6.7. Inch, which is the iPhone 12 Pro Max. So out of those four devices, if you're in the market, which one are you getting? I'm definitely in the market and I'm definitely getting the Pro, not the, is it the Pro Max? I want the 6.7 one. I mean the 6.1. The 6.7 is just way okay, too large. So, so I think that's the iPhone so, Pro Max. Pro. Nope. No, it's, it's, the pro. it's just the Pro. The Max is the really right. big screen. It's the 6.7, right? Right, which is not any bigger than the the 11 Pro Max or not even bigger than the what I have is the 10S Max. Um, it's just a bigger screen in the same body because the bezels are getting smaller. So even though it's a bigger screen because you say, oh, 6.7, the actual size of the phone isn't all that larger, if not the exact same as some of the previous Max versions. Mm-hmm. They just got more screen real estate because the bezels are smaller. So all that to say, I'll probably stick with the 12 Pro Max because you'll get more screen real estate out of the same size phone that I currently have right now. So I'm, I've come accustomed to this. Yeah. I thought about going down and getting a smaller phone. But if I'm going to get the same size phone, but get even a larger screen, I might as well just do that. (laughs) And yeah, I remember when we could go places, um, trying out the the Max and I was like, yo, this is just way too large for my small hands. Oh, well, (laughs) so I can see for somebody, you know, who keeps their phones in a purse or a a clutch or something. Yeah, the big one doesn't really, you know, make itself useful to my cute little bags, even though... We're not going nowhere, so does it really matter? (laughs) (laughs) Where am I carrying a phone to other than upstairs, downstairs, to my living room, to my office? Where else am I going? Nowhere. (laughs) But yeah, so I I think it's going to be the 12 um, 
pro for me. And I right. I decided I am going to get the six, but I was about to buy it. And then I was like, wait a minute, let me see what colors the iPhone comes in because I like all of my devices to match. Watch? Yes, the Apple Watch. What did I say? Oh, see, that, gotcha. So you actually can walk in the store and get one because I got my wife, the red, the product red, mm-hmm. uh, iPhone six. And uh, one of the stores in Wait, the Atlanta watch or the phone? had them to her. The watch. Okay, the watch. Okay. Because normally people were trying to order them, and they've, now they've got the long backdated orders back to November, oh, so okay. on and so forth. But I was able to find one, a brand new one, uh, for my wife uh, at the, the, I think the Lenox Mall, so our local major Apple store. Uh, I was a little upset because it was a Saturday, and there were so many people really? in the mall. I mean, like a Saturday. A regular Saturday in the mall, mm-hmm. so many people, and I was shaking my head at them. But I'm like, "You there too?" I'm in the mall <laughs> too. <laughs> so yeah, but you know, Apple did a good job. They didn't let everybody cram into the store. They, you know, we had to stand six feet apart, mm-hmm. and they had somebody in, with their special Apple masks. I kind of peeped that their masks look a little bit, a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know. So. I did my pickup, so I did. So I ordered everything online and scheduled a in-store pickup. Went there. She asked me, what's my name? She asked me, did I have an order? I told her I already paid for it. Scanned my phone. Said, oh, I'll be right back. I'm still standing in the line, six feet apart from everybody. She went back there, maybe two, three, five minutes. Came back, gave me a box. It was all packaged up mm-hmm. since I already paid for it. She said, the receipt's been emailed to you. I turned right back around and got out of there as fast Quickly as, as possible. possible. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm waiting I to didn't see. Think it was, I, you didn't think it was going to be I'll that say, bad? I didn't think I mean, I didn't think it was going to be that many people in there. I mean, it was so many people. So many people. So. And what y'all buying stuff for? You ain't going nowhere. But I digress. I mean, just shopping. But yeah. So <laughs> I want to wait and see what colors come out. Um, I was leaning toward the gold. Right now, pretty much all of my devices are in the rose gold family, so I want to mm-hmm. see, you know, what the uh, the colors of the iPhone. I think it may be a gold one, but we will see, so I can decide because I like all of my items to match. So it definitely means I'm gonna need a new iPad Pro, especially if they have a gold one. All so, right. But yeah. So, yep. So looking forward to it. Got my money's ready, ready to. Click, 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 click as soon as they, they drop. Do you think that they will be ready for pre-order on Tuesday or do you think it's going to be a Friday? Oh, so that was the other thing, right? Um, from the stories that I've read, only some of the phones are going to be available in the next couple of days or the week after, right? Mm. So this event is scheduled for when? It's scheduled Tuesday. for the 13th? Yeah, next Tuesday. So uh, that later that Friday, they'll probably go on pre-order. And then the following Friday is when they'll be available. Mm-hmm. But according to what I've read, only the iPhone 12 mini, which is the smaller, more affordable one, mm-hmm. and then the regular iPhone 12 will be available, you know, for pre-order soon. Mm-hmm. The iPhone 12 Pro and then iPhone 12 Pro Max won't be available for even pre-order until later October. I'm hoping that's not the case. Oh, Sam. I'm hoping that's not the case. 
But I mean, I guess I'll have to wait a little bit longer. A whole but, two um, weeks. Oh my gosh, what are they thinking? Yeah, I need it now. <laughs> or at least, I mean, or at least let they, me order it so I can like think it's coming and and have you know those happy thoughts. Right, yeah. right. So maybe they'll do that. Maybe they'll be available for pre-order come the Friday, you know, next Friday, but mm. I won't be able to get it until November versus waiting until I waiting until I can even pre-order it. Right. Cuz that's just too much. I have to keep track too much. Just let me go ahead, put my know when I can pre-order it, put the little notice on my calendar when it's ready, click 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 and get my tracking number and then start to anxiously wait for the date to arrive. <laughs> all right so i think that's pretty oh one other thing they're apple silicon do you think they are giving us apple silicon um they they have to do it soon because you know holiday is coming yep. you know and people are going to start spending money we've already talked about iPhones, we've talked about AirPod Studios, we've talked about Xbox and PlayStation, mm -hmm. we talked about some of these other, you know, Google released their new Pixel device mm -hmm. last week. We didn't talk about it because obvious reasons, <laughs> but they announced their Google Pixel last week. So everybody's gearing up for the holiday shopping mm -hmm. season. More people are going to be online shopping since hopefully not a lot of people are going to be shopping in, in person. My experience, my experience last Saturday. <laughs> it may say something totally different, but all that to say, they've got to, if they're going to do it, they might as well do it now to get in front of people for the holiday shopping season. Yep. So it's a good possibility. Yeah. Cool. So it sounds like definitely the iPhone 12 could be the over the ear AirPods, possibly new Air, um, AirPod Pros, maybe AirTags, and maybe Apple Silicon. So we'll right. see. Less than a week away. So. We'll have all of these answers fairly soon. All right. So the other thing that I did have in the, the lowdown for this week, um, Apple um, Health Records Initiative. So originally, I think it came out in 2018 for the states, but now it has been expanded to um, the UK and Canada. So in case you don't remember, um, this uh, healthcare health records initiative was essentially it allows hospitals to to have access to uh, some of your health records, so you can go into the app and look at you know lab results. If you if you see the screen that I'm showing now, it's showing you um, you know an example um, from Oxford University, which is in the UK. And it kind of shows mm -hmm. you some of the things that you can get access to. So it's like a digital, um, a digital uh, health document. So when yeah. you when you go get like your annual physical done, your doctor. I know in my case, my doctor emails me mm -hmm. uh, the results back. So this will have a, right. this will be essentially a digital copy of that. You know your allergies, your lab results, any medications, any procedures that you have or have coming up. So, um, like I said, it's been, what, two years, going on three years since it was available in the States. Mm -hmm. um, and now about 500 uh, U.S. hospitals use um, this health records. Um, and it's moving over to the U.K. And um, I'm showing on the screen the hospitals that are in the U.K. 
that will have access to the service and it's two hospitals in the UK that will have access to this as well as three hospitals in um, Canada, primarily Ontario. So okay so it looks like they're expanding yeah. out and giving you know the same opportunity and the same type of tech to to other countries i'm not sure why it took so long i'm not sure if there are different laws um that uh, they have just, to follow just, uh probably apprehension you know and then hipaa you know with all you know how you share information client information probably had to be sussed out um the uk the european union is um, way stricter as far as data and privacy you know, that's where the whole, I don't know if you remember, but the whole GDPR comes from to where user, you know, websites that are collecting your data have to disclose how you're, how they're collecting your data. They have to give you an option to where you need to erase my data or send me a copy of everything. Mm -hmm. That all kind of started in the European Union. So I can imagine how the UK is a little bit more strict when it comes to data on uh, how you share your data, especially with you know, Apple, a major mm -hmm. tech company, which like I mentioned later on in the show, we'll talk about how they, you know, people are trying to decide whether or not they should have access to all this stuff, you know, but um, I, I, I can see how it's beneficial because like you mentioned with your doctor, the way my doctor works is I'll go and have a physical, I'll go ahead and get lab tests done and then they'll send me an email and then I have to then log into a completely other system in order to get my lab oh yeah i have to log into another portal into the health portal to get it yeah right right so it would make sense to where i could get all that on my device provided that they're following all the instructions following mm -hmm. provided that they're following all the guidelines or the data is secure apple has been big on saying our data is secure so you know they do go a step farther than you know your average just sending people records via text message or something like that. So I can see how this can be a benefit, but I can also see why it took so long to get to the UK because they're a little bit tighter on their security for a good reason, but yeah. it and, takes a little bit longer. Yeah, and looking at this article, it says that the information does not go through Apple servers. So it's not getting that extra Apple encryption server love. So, um, you know, they had to make sure that they were compatible with not right. only Apple, but also to ensure that they are following their own rules and guidelines to ensure that um, their citizens' uh, healthcare information was secure. So it's good for them that they they now have um, that access. So again, it, it is leading towards what we've mentioned before, how you know your wallet, or, I mean your phone, all you're gonna need is your phone and everything is going to be and uh, housed on this one device. So I think just another step in that direction. All right, I think that's it for the lowdown. Let's head on over to second string. So the first thing that I saw um, this week was um, Slack had their annual um, conference or but what do you call it? That's what it is. Conference. Yeah, yeah, their yeah. conference. Uh, it's called Frontiers. And so one of the things that they announced is that Slack is now essentially getting um, their own version of DMs. I didn't even realize Slack was such a huge deal until I started grad school and everything uh -huh. pretty much went through Slack. And I was like, oh, I was thinking, oh, maybe it's just a an education type thing. But no, like companies... That's their chat service. They live there, they go there, they're in there 
all day, every day. That's what they use. Mm -hmm. So this mm -hmm. latest thing called, um, it's called Connect DMs, meaning direct messages. So what this does is allows users that are in one company to be able to directly work and collaborate with a company that's not in their actual same company. So any business partners mm -hmm. that you have, any vendors that you have, you can get access to collaborate, to chat, to share by simply sending out an invite. So this gives a little bit more flexibility to companies to allow them to, to, to work cross ecosystems. Platform. Yeah, right. cross platform, even though company A maybe using Slack and company B maybe using Slack, they don't necessarily talk together. But this connected DMs will allow two different companies, both on Slack, to talk together. But it's only for certain trusted partners and it won't fully roll out until next year because they want to vet it to make sure that it works the way they want it to work. And it cuts out, you know, anybody, you know, spam or, you know, anybody able to wedge in access kind of like the whole, what do they call it? Zoom bombing from when, you know, uh -huh. Zoom kind of opened things up. You know, I think they want to make sure that these companies, you know, they allow and they have full control over who they allow to interact with each other on Slack. So I know a lot of companies use yeah, it. So yeah. I just thought it was really interesting that they are now going that DM route. We, we talked about it a little bit last week with Facebook and Instagram being able to cross platform in DMs. So it looks like that that mindset, that thought process is now translating into other um, types of spaces as well. Yep, yep. And like I said, Slack is a big thing. It started with the startups and they've kind of grown it from there and it's kind of rolled into some of these larger companies. So it makes sense that the larger companies are going to want this extra layer of connectivity. But at the same time, like you mentioned, you have to jump through, you know, manage connections and mm -hmm. verify connections and verify can verified organizations mm -hmm. just to make it work because, you know, like I said, data is data and you don't want anybody slipping through the cracks, you yep. know, because even though Slack is super popular, they want to be known as a trusted way for companies to communicate. Right. And as you mentioned, the managed connections, that's another piece of this whole puzzle. And it's essentially Slack has the admin control of who and who individually and what organizations are connected and what is it essentially gives i mean like them sys admin control over you know who can talk to who which i think is a great you know piece of it to have it's one thing to open it up and to send out the invite but what if i get the invite i'm in company b but i have a friend over in company c i send the invite out to person in company c can they now get access to get in because they actually have the link so i think it's it's this managed connections is just another security layer that I think is, is definitely good that they have the foresight for that as well. All yep. right. So that's it for Slack. All right. Let's get into what you were alluding to earlier. So we pretty much have two more articles to discuss in second string and they're related. So first let's talk about what the, uh, House Judiciary Committee of the United States government said about antitrust laws as it relates to some of the 
largest tech companies that we have in the world. So that's Amazon, Facebook, YouTube, Apple, all of the big boys got a bit of a smackdown from, from the House Judiciary Committee as it relates to um, antitrust laws. Mm-hmm. So essentially, they said that these large companies are are monopolies. That's that's the gist of it. Right. Um, so they went, you know, did specifics. Like, yeah. you know, like I mentioned before, they said, "What well, Apple, hey, you guys are monopoly because you own the Apple App Store and anybody who doesn't play fair, they get booted out. So that's a monopoly, right? They talked about Facebook and how, you know, the advertisers and how, you know, um, with they bought up all these smaller companies like Instagram, like Oculus, like WhatsApp in order to drown out competition because, you know, Instagram was getting all the young kids and WhatsApp with this global uh, uh, communications platform that could have, you know, possibly been some competition for Facebook. So Facebook said, oh, we'll just swallow you up. And, you know, things like Microsoft and, her, you know, all of their issues with uh, Internet Explorer being the default app, um, you know, all these different things that some of these companies have been allowed to do over the past decade or so, you know, because of how the FCC was run. I think the uh, what's Ajit Pai is his name, who's been running the FCC and he's mm-hmm. kind of in bed, for lack of a better term, with a lot of these major tech companies. So they've been able to, so this big judiciary committee put out this big 450 page document that basically said, these companies have been allowed to do run free as far as doing whatever they wanted to. And as a result, there are these big monopolies now, and we're suggesting that they be broken up, right? So, um, but the issue is, it's not bipartisan. There's been mostly bipartisanship, but there are some, I think specifically a Republican um, congressman who said, you know, just breaking up big com- tech, big tech companies is not going to be the the end all be all. It's more nuanced than that. And then you know, yeah, all Representative the way to- Ken Buck, because originally mm-hmm. this whole report was supposed to come out a while back, but because of political infighting and disagreements, as we would expect, particularly with these um, with this administration and with the parties where they are, it took even longer for it to come out. And ultimately what happened is uh, Representative Ken Buck, a Republican from Colorado, they, the House Judiciary made their 450 page uh, proposal, put it out there. This guy came out with his own proposal and he called it Mm -hmm. the third way. So he says, I agree with about 330 pages of the majority of the report that these tech companies have been acting anti-competitively. It's very common for Republicans and Democrats to agree on a problem and offer different solutions to solve the problem. So that's where it comes, the split. They agree, the two sides agree that these companies are anti-competitive, are big, are monopolies, but the way they choose to handle them, that's where the paths make a a quick split. Right. So uh, my personal opinion is we as uh, as Americans, as a government, as a society, (laughs) these companies are too big. And there's no way, this is just me being a cynic, you know, me just looking at the way tech companies are run, 
there is no way that these large companies are going to be broken up. Now they, you know, some of the companies like we mentioned, like you're going to the other store, other story, you know, they said we welcome regulation. Sure, you know, we understand that, you know, there should be additional limitations and guidelines and blah, 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 blah. But when it comes down to it, these companies are not going to be broken up. They may be slowed down, but they're not going to be broken up. Exactly. And so the next story is um, some of the biggest companies put out rebuttals pretty much as soon as this came out. So Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google all have offered their rebuttals. Let's give that a little share so we can see what they have to say. So first, Amazon, a part of their um, response um, will, of course, of course, include the link to the show notes. You can read the full statements if you if you care. But um, from TechCrunch, uh, a part of Amazon's response is the flawed thinking would have the primary effect of forcing millions of independent retailers out of online stores thereby depriving these small businesses of one of the fastest and most profitable ways available to reach customers. For customers, the results would be less choice and higher price. Far from enhancing competition, these uninformed notions would instead reduce it. Which is a crock (laughs) (laughs) because the reason why Amazon has gotten so big is one of the things that they do is they let these smaller retailers come into Amazon and list their products on Amazon sites. And then Amazon says, oh, we see you're selling this product. It looks pretty popular. Let's make our own product and then game the algorithm to where it surfaces their own product ahead of this small mom and pops uh, product and then they get pushed out because they've got to do all this wrangling and all these tricks you know there's a whole science you know I can't even begin to explain it but there's this whole science that goes into listing your products on Amazon and for these smaller mom and pop stores to just it's not as simple as just boom let me just put my product on Amazon, a whole bunch of people will buy it, and then I'm happy on Amazon. No, Amazon squeezes. That's one of the things that was in the original story that we talked about in this uh, Judiciary Committee's finding was Amazon. I didn't mention them. Amazon pushes their own mom and pop stores at, uh, under to where they're barely surviving, and they just put their own products on top. So the fact that Amazon would come out and say, uh, this Judiciary Committee ruling, if it were to come to pass, which deprives small businesses one of the fastest and most profitable ways to reach customers, is a crock. Because these small mom and pops put all of their businesses up on Amazon. Amazon squashes them. Now where are they going to go? So all yeah. that to say, carry on. And <laughs> it's hard to compete with Apple being able to ship something out, you know, of their their own product specifically if they make a version of whatever the smaller company or independent mm-hmm. individual. Mm-hmm. I mean, getting it out as quickly as as Amazon does, it's it's impossible. It's impossible, and especially since we're in a pandemic, you know, people are looking to get you know things that they need really quickly without having to go anywhere, and it's easy to go to Amazon and get it in one to two days. Mm-hmm. So so yeah. All right, so Apple uh, was asked for their um, response to the committee report. They wrote 
quite a bit. Um, let's go ahead and start. Um, vehemently disagree. They vehemently disagree with the conclusions reached. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it looks like they're saying adding the beautiful kicker to the sentence with respect to Apple. So that's, did someone call Apple out? Did I miss that somewhere? Well, there, uh, Apple is about to say that they don't own a monopoly and the reason why they don't want this to go through because it's a win for Epic because um, Epic is currently fighting. That's Apple right. That's for right. The same for the same reason that you know Apple has a monopoly on the App Store and of course Apple's going to say what you know you're about to read their script about all these millions of apps that they got and how much they've paid to the developers mm-hmm. and all the things that they've done for the blah 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 right again but again goes back to the original issue if Apple has a problem with their app and they yank it from their store sure you could go to Google but come on let's be real Let's stop running. <laughs> right. You if really, you don't really want it. You really don't want it just there in <laughs> Google. But that leads to say, technically, it's not a monopoly because you can't put it somewhere else. True. But let's, but you know, again, <laughs> Apple, but, but Apple, you know, vehemently uh, disagreeing with this is like, come on now. Right. We know what's the real deal. Now, you got a legit monopoly, but it's still a monopoly. Right. <laughs> All right, so Facebook uh, had their take on it, um, and uh, assuming you know the same type of thing, it's you know. Oh, I love the way their their statement starts. Facebook is an American success story. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's 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 fun. That's fun. So mm-hmm. it says Facebook is an American success story. We compete with a variety of services with millions, even billions of people using them. Like the way they put that variety of services saying, see, we aren't a monopoly because we compete with a variety of things. Uh, That's my editorialization of that. Uh, Acquisitions are a part of every industry and just one way we innovate new technology is, is to deliver more value to people. Instagram and WhatsApp have reached new heights and success of success because of Facebook has invested billions in those businesses. See the ones, the companies that we do buy, we make them even better. That's why you shouldn't have a problem with us Mm -hmm. being a monopoly. A strongly competitive landscape exists at at the time of both acquisitions and exists today. Regulators thoroughly reviewed each deal and rightly did not see any reason to stop them at the time. So see what happened was when we went through this process, no one had a problem with it. And when we bought them, they were successful and were making money, but not as successful and not making as much money as we bought them. Right. So. Right. So not to, you know, preempt any of, you know, what Google's going to say or whatever, but mm-hmm. basically what all the companies are saying all is of them. we've done all these good things we spend all this great money. We've made all of our customers and developers and clients and small stores and marketplace owners. We've made them all this money. And if y'all touch us, you're going to unravel all of the good things that we've done for all of these companies. Basically, if you remember the GM General Motors, they got all those bailouts. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of all these other companies. They're too big to fail. 
So mm-hmm. basically what Apple and Google and, and Amazon, Facebook, Facebook and yeah. Amazon, all they're saying is we're too big to fail. We've got to this mountaintop. And if you push us off the mountaintop, the whole thing is going to come apart. <laughs> and they're basically daring them to try and break them up because it's like mm-hmm. we're too big. We're too bad. You can try it, but you won't break us up is essentially right. what they're trying to say. We make too much money for that. So, so yeah, so that is it for second string. Let's head on over to For the Culture. We have some positive For the Culture this week um, that was just announced. Um, uh, what was it, back in the summer? Was it the summer when um, uh, George Floyd was, was murdered and we had Breonna Taylor's murder and you know, all of this upheaval and all of these racial tensions and Google um, pledged to provide um, funds uh, to help um, startups of color. Um, so they follow through and they have awarded 76 startups um, these funds, these $5 million um, through the Racial Equity Initiative Oh, yeah, back in June. Um, so that money has now been dispersed. And I did want to call out uh, Jewel uh, Burke-Solomon, who is the head of Google Startups, um, based here in Atlanta, does a lot of work um, on the Google founder scene um, as it relates to um, particularly uh, startups of color, because we, we know how difficult it is for different startups to, especially in unre- underrepresented groups, to get in on any of the investment dollars. So 76 um, new organizations, well, not new organizations, 76 organizations are now getting a portion of that money to be able to continue their work. So I think that's yep. that's pretty fantastic. They follow through on it and they follow through on it in a couple of months. So, you know, it's putting your money where your mouth is. And not only did they uh, put their money where their mouth is, they, there was no um, strings attached. Right. It wasn't Google owns 2% of your company. You didn't have to sign your company's firstborn child over. You didn't have to sign it in blood. You know, they gave the money and said, here's what you need to do with it. You know, we've shown you've done a good thing with it here. Take the money and flourish, right? So I personally know two companies that got some of that money. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to one of the founders today actually and and we were having a conversation about it you know and he brought up a good point right he said uh this program uh awarded a total of or is going to award a total of i think five million dollars yep to to 76 startups right and one of the company two of the companies i know got at least a hundred thousand dollars right a hundred thousand dollars makes it's a world of difference for a lot of these startup companies and there's a total of 76 of them and it's a total of five million dollars which is great right Mm -hmm. but but five million dollars is not a lot of money for startup funding coming from google you think five million not just coming from google not yes in addition to coming from google there are startup companies who have raised hundreds of millions of dollars alone by themselves. They didn't, it wasn't split up amongst 
76 other companies. This one company alone got hundreds of millions of dollars Mm -hmm. in startup capital. Has never been profitable, never turned a profit, and they still get hundreds of millions. They still get money. They still get hundreds of money. The only time that somebody, a lot of these companies turn profitable is when they IPO and they get on the stock market and all of us regular people want a piece of this company, mm-hmm. so we buy all this stock, the stock rot, the stock price rise, and then the original founders who put all the hundreds of million dollars, they cash out. Yep. So that's how some of these companies do this thing. So it's just amazing to me that $5 million was spread out among 76 companies who without that money, who knows where they would be in the next year, in the next six weeks, in the next two or three years, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And and as good as a good faith, good news story this is. There's still lots of work to be done. Seven, what, just, just the, the idea that $5 million spread across 76 companies is, is pales in comparison to how some of these other companies with less capital, with less intellect, with less of a product. Yeah, that was about to say, with a lot of these companies who have all this money, they get it with the post-it note. And these companies that, these 76 companies that receive money, they're fully fleshed out with most of them actually having a working product. Right, my homegirl, Tiffany Gatlin, she runs, she she was one of the people, shout out to her to get uh, access to some of this capital. She's been running a, a synthetic hair she she uh provides uh synthetic hair extensions for like crochet braids right mm-hmm. not weave but like for the protective hair she's been doing this for at least 10 years i can remember uh helping her out with her it stuff when she had when she first kind of got started she had some bumps in the road she had some challenges you know and i can remember her starting from just one person in a little um, what do you call those things? The the uh, the group offices where they all go co-working. Oh, what's the name? Co-working spot. From her now getting you know uh, hundred hundred thousand dollars from Google, and to her that's going to mean the world. Mm-hmm. But again, like your point is, she's been in business. She's been turning a, a profit. Mm-hmm. She's been making money. She is an enterprise mm-hmm. already. And then Google is like, oh, that's so nice. We'll give you $100,000. When, like you mentioned, we've got companies getting hundreds of millions of dollars with a post-it note and a pitch deck. They ain't even got no product. They ain't got no timeline of when they're going to push it out. They just got an idea. And they presented it the right way or what meritocracy or nepotism. Friend of a friend. Whatever you want to call cousin it. Cousin of a cousin. Whatever you want to call yep. it. Yep. It's hundreds of millions of dollars. So, again, not to rain on anybody's parade. Because they are exceedingly happy to get this money. And this, imagine this $100,000 is life-changing for most of these companies. Imagine. And they do, they're doing fantastic work. Um, we'll include the link in the right. show notes. And you can see all, and I scrolled through some of the, the companies that got money. But you can go and look at the full link. But they are, I think, uh, some utility, you know, helping with water, clean water, mm-hmm. some mental mm-hmm. health stuff. I mean, these folks are doing some fantastic work. Imagine, imagine how much more they could do if they got five million by themselves. If Tiffany got five mm-hmm. million, 
if Jasmine from Gooder got five million, if Joy Digital yep. got five million. I mean, it's uh-huh. it's crazy. Even though yep, this my- is a smaller amount and it is life changing for them, just imagine how much more they could do if they got even a tenth of what some of these companies are getting that just have decks and post-it notes and mock-ups. Mm-hmm. Like so. Like I said, my homegirl, you know, Tiffany, she's mentioned in this story, Latched and Hooked. That's her company, you know, and she, you know, she's been doing this for years. And it's like, you know, like you said, they they deserve a bigger piece of the pie. It's nice. It's wonderful. This will make, like I said, this will make the world a difference to these companies. But, you know, it's just like we got a long way to go, you know. Yeah, a long way to go. So definitely congrats for uh, Jewel for, you know, pushing through this. Uh, another black uh, woman, um, was she the founder of Part Pick, I think? I think she was the founder yes. of Part Pick. She sold and that sold to Am- Amazon. And sold it to Amazon, yeah. and then left Amazon and is now ahead of Google startups. And also she, with two other black co-founders, they have Collab Capital, which is a um, startup funding venture for, for black um, uh, startups. So, you know, the work is definitely being done. It's just unfortunate the amount of work and effort that they have to put in to, to get, you know, a piece of the pie when they deserve, you know, right. so much more. So I hope that this is a springboard for a lot of these companies to be able to grow and get, you know, some more visibility. Cause now that they can say that they are a Google, um, startup founder Found. recipient, yeah. Or, or something mm-hmm. like that, they can add that to their deck. And it's like, oh, well, if Google is investing them, then maybe I need to right. let's, invest in them too. Let's take a closer look. Yep. Right. Yep. And so. then shout out, to, uh, shout out to Joey and Womack and mm-hmm. their group because they partnered with Jewel to disperse the funds. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've been in, you know, on the ground, you know, supporting the black startup community in Atlanta for, you know, almost a decade now, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, the Goody Goody Project and Goody Network, Goody all Nation. the things that they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they they've been so finally th- for them some of their uh, hard on efforts to pay off to be able to partner with Google and Jewel to actually disperse these funds. You know, definitely a benefit. So definitely, definitely. All right. So that is it for for the culture. Let's head on over to the hookup. So as we um, talked about at the top of the show, the Google announcement. Um, came out for um, for the Apple uh, event for the 13th. Um, the last event, there was an Easter egg um, in the announcement. They've done yet another Easter egg announcement. I actually did it earlier, but in this TechCrunch um, video, they've done it for us. So let's take a look. So oh, this is and video video to the podcast. All right. So this is it's pulsing how we kind of mentioned about the air tags. So okay, so it froze. It's buffering, but essentially, <laughs> it's giving you the little circle air tags um, around the around the date. Um, and again, if you go to apple.com slash apple hyphen events and you see the announcement, if you press and hold the image, it'll pop up 
the um, figure to do the AR, meaning you it will show the bubbles and the date in your current environment. Or if you click on the object side, you can see the um, you can see the uh, you can see it just on the background and I stopped sharing because it was spinning a little bit too long <laughs> and it looks like the oh now it wants to come back you have to you have to be there yeah so or just do it yourself <laughs> because I know earlier um this I, it's on the Mac Rumors website and uh they were saying earlier that it was some uh some issues yeah it's a cool little trick it's a cute, I yeah. definitely want to see Apple I want to see Apple do more with augmented reality versus just showing us the date. Maybe it'd be a little bit more interactive. Maybe it'd be a little game, you know, to where, where people can play to where it reveals more information about the event, not specifically what they're going to announce or any sort of leaks or anything like that. But, you know, give us more information, give us the ability to view past events. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Right. But, you know, I would like to see a little bit more functionality between from Apple and their augmented reality outside of just a cute little display on the date for their next event. Yep. <laughs> so hopefully they are working on that to make it a little bit more interactive to give us a little bit more. So hopefully, I mean, it would be smart or helpful to actually have, you know, augmented reality when people were trying to figure out what kind of wristband to put on, if there was a way they could slide exactly. it on and turn their wrist and say, okay, this is the size I need, or it's a, is a pro. That would have been a good idea. Yeah. See, I got the ideas. That's why Apple needs to hire me. Like, what are you thinking? But, or like how I was talking earlier about the, the, the pro max being too large in my hands, allow someone to hold it to kind of get a feel of how it fits in their hands. You know, there are things you can do to, to make this, this augmented reality thing really kind of pop, but that's something for a different day. All right. Um, anything else from you? Any nope, hookup from you? All right. And I think that wraps up this week's show. So you can definitely download, rate, and review us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. You can definitely hit us up on social media. We're at SnobOSCast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also watch our previous shows and our current show. Um, at YouTube, we're at SnobOS. And um, be sure to go over to that page, youtube.com slash SnobOSCast, and um, like and subscribe to our channel. Um, also, you can leave us comments, send us over suggestions like Charles did earlier, send us a note um, on our website at SnobOSCast.com or shoot us over an email at SnobOSCast at gmail.com. Again, if you want premium access to our pre-show content, to our live taping, and to our Discord live chat, you can become a Patreon for just $5 a month at patreon.com slash snobowestcast. And again, a huge thank you to our newest snobbist, MJ Jenkins. Welcome to the fam, and you should join and become a snobbist as well. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, everybody. And that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Peace.